I think people get in this mindset, okay, I want to make a lot of money. Okay, I got to be an entrepreneur. Just, just screw everything. And they don't take into consideration that they're now going to have to spend so much time and effort. And so monetarily, you make less on average. You're most likely going to fail. It's a huge gamble. It's like playing the lottery and hoping that you can live off it. Like it, that's really what it is. It's a, it's a huge gamble that you're taking. Um, and just in, like I said, the time investment is, is really big. So I want people to get into that mindset and understand that when they're going down this path, it's a, it's, it's a lot and they need to be mentally prepared for those aspects specifically. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to take the time to remind and possibly inform you all out there in the podcast universe about this here show that we call the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, also known as the CEP. We are a variety show and our mission is to become an internationally recognized hub where creative and motivational forces from across the planet can showcase their talents for the world to see and hear. Be sure to subscribe to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast on iTunes slash Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you download all the great podcasts that you love. And if you so choose, you can also download the episodes on the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Now, for this episode of the CEP, Colt and I welcome you to the first installment of the five-part series of education and insight into the basics of entrepreneurship and business titled From Zero to $100 Million, How to Scale Your Startup Like a Pro, featuring Prady Tawari. Prady's list of accomplishments are beyond impressive, especially for a guy who's not even 30 years old yet. He's a bodybuilder. He's an attorney. He's a businessman and entrepreneur, owner of the Azoth Supplement Company. He's the co-host of the highly motivational podcast called The Enlightened Millennial. And on top of all that, Prady is a strong character and an all-around motivational guy. During this first episode, we are going to delve into the most fundamental concept of any venture that anyone is attempting to take on, and that is Mindset. Freddie guides us through what our brains should be doing and how to align our perceptions in order to take those very first crucial steps into business and hopefully success. So without further introduction, we bring you the enlightened millennial himself, Prady Tawari. Hey, welcome back to yet another edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James and with me as always is my good friend Colt. Yes, sir. And with us today, we have Prady Tawari, who is an entrepreneur the owner of Azoth and co-host of the Enlightened Millennial Podcast. How are you doing today, Prady? Dude, I'm doing great. It's awesome to be uh, back with you guys, and, and we're going to uh, do something different. We're doing Skype, and we have the video rolling, and uh, yeah, man, it's like I'm uh, in the room with you guys. Yeah, love it. Love it. And I know I probably cut your your duties or, or your your roles in life short there by just noting three, but those are the, <laughs> those are the top three on, on my list of, of all the things that you do in, in, uh, in my purview. So um, it's good to have you with us again, Prady. Thanks a lot for coming on. And uh, the goal today is, is to start talking about basically the foundations of entrepreneurship. And uh, we are very, very fortunate to have you on because you have a very crisp and just a very uh, motivated view of, of what we're looking to try to accomplish here. And I know that you have kind of a conviction. Uh, you come across as really being not just motivated for yourself, but motivated to show others what it takes to be an entrepreneur in today's day and age. And it seems like, of course, your goal is speaking a lot to young people. And so just to, just to start us off, can you give me some idea about why you decided to focus on millennials? Yeah, man, it's, uh, I mean, I think the easy answer to that is uh, I'm a millennial myself, so it's always easy to talk to your own audience and you can relate to that. But also I feel like, and people, well, actually people can go back to one of our podcasts we did not too long ago. And, uh, you know, I was on the show and I talked a lot about 
the difference uh, that's happening right now today with technology coming into our lives in the digital economy, gig economy, p- people are kind of feeling uncertain about what to do. Definitely um, always tell people to listen to that episode. I think we, we, we really did a good job there to identify some of the issues that millennials are facing. But taking away from what I, when, when I, what I said at that podcast to um, focusing about, you know, with millennials, I think a lot of them are confused and lost. And, you know, right now what, what's going on is we have, you know, been raised up and our parents, our grandparents, we'll, we go to, go to work and then we build a career and we build a family and a life. And that is kind of like what, what we're you know meant to do. And there's a lot of benefits in that job security um, where that's concerned. But now I think a lot of millennials are like, man, I have technology, I have internet, I have cell phone, I have Skype, I have, I can blog, I can write. There's so many ways in which I don't have to do what people have always told me to do. And so yeah. there's a lot of curiosity, like, oh, I mean, I, you hear all the time, you know, someone starts a YouTube channel and has like millions of people watching them and they're monetizing it, or someone started selling something and then they're killing it on Amazon or drop shipping. And there's, you're constantly being bombarded by that. And I think there's a lot of questions uh, surrounding it. Okay, well, um, like, what do I do um, for the, for millennials? But also I think that there's, there is a lot of uncertainty, um, as I mentioned before, uh, in this space for millennials generally, but also like, how do you cope with all this, uh, all the stuff that's happening to us digitally? Um, and how do I actually monetize all of this? So I think there's a lot of factors that are playing into it. And I wasn't really drawn into entrepreneurship in, you know, when the internet came to be, um, I think a lot of people are, um, I started, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and business, uh, when I was really young. So, you know, I think everyone listen to this podcast, you guys, me, everyone has something that they do and you just feel like you connect to it, man. It can be like sometimes for some people, um, I, I myself sometimes too, it's like going to the gym, dude, like I go to the gym and I lift weights and I, I feel like there's something that clicks when I do it. I feel great about it. And I feel like it's meant for me. For some people, it's music. Uh, for some people, it's other types of art. Like there's something I think all of us have. Um, but one of the things that always clicked with me was just selling things and business and entrepreneurship. It's just something that I've always liked doing, you know, when I was younger, you know, being 12, 13 years old, I was starting selling stuff. I was, would sell stamps. I would sell sneakers. I would, uh, whatever I could do, I would flip. It was just something that came natural to me. So, and, and just, and just marketing and pitching, it's just something that I've always been fascinated with, even before kind of the internet came to be. So the, the successful ventures that I started really, you know, racking up came later in my life, you know, in, in my early twenties. Um, but you know, my interest in it had peaked earlier so I think it gives me somewhat of a little bit of a different perspective than if I had just started with entrepreneurship. And if I was like right now and I'm like, you know, just um, someone who has never been exposed to it, all of a sudden I get bombarded with all the digital information. I think it would have changed. It, my, my perspective wouldn't have been better or worse. It would have just been different. So I think um, that's sometimes, uh, uh, you know, rare, uh, I think, especially now to have that kind of perspective, especially being young. But I, I think it helps me just give um, some advice uh, to a lot of millennials uh, now in my capacity, not only as a, uh, as a founder uh, of a couple of companies, having invested in a couple of companies, but also mentoring uh, a lot of people in, you know, anywhere from 18 to 29 to, to all the way up to 30 um, and seeing kind of their questions and their concerns. And I was like, man, I, I, I get what they're, what they're struggling with. And maybe there's something that we can do to, to help out. And that's why I was so excited to do this podcast. Cause I, I know deep down, dude, people are going to listen to this. And my goal with this series is that people listen to this and like, man, I feel like I have some tools right now in which I can use to either start my business or I've, it changes the way I thought about business. And that's the only goal, providing tons and immense value. And I know you guys always do that with your shows. I was super 
uh, super appreciative uh, when you guys reached out. And I was like, man, I, I definitely want. I, I want to like that's great. I wanted to do it. So that's uh, that, that's kind of the uh, the whole thing about that, man. That's right. awesome, Brady. Did you have like a tipping point where you felt like? Like w there was a certain point in life where you felt like you had enough confidence to start mentoring people and, to, and like you had been through enough that now you can take p other people through that. Yeah, I think the um, it, it's funny because you'll ask a lot of people who, who start being these like mentors or something like that. And, and a lot of them will, will, will tell you that. People just expected it from them. Um, and so like people will just ask you for, you know, maybe you guys are doing this podcast and it's grown and people will just come to you. Hey, man you guys have this podcast, how are you doing it? And people will start looking up to you and will ask you questions. So for some part, man, it was just like, people like, ex like they, they expect you to give them answers and they'll come to you naturally. Um, and there's a lot of sp people, especially in the fitness space, you know, they're, they're running supplement companies or have a couple of friends in the space and people really look up to them, you know, like they ask them for questions and it, it just happens naturally. Sometimes you don't really think of yourself in that role. I initially never, it wasn't like something that I thought, hey, I'll be teaching people about entrepreneurship and mentoring them um, as I'm investing in their companies. Uh, but I think the big tipping point for me um, when I had uh, one of my first big exits in, in a business that I started, I'll go into that a little bit. Um, you know, I would scale the business that I'd started. Well, we started in like Starbucks and then we used to meet in Panera and then we scaled it all the way and we sold it to a really big player in the tech space. And I think when that happened, uh, in addition to a lot of other businesses I was growing in college, that word spread. And people were like, man, Pretty, tell me about like, what did you do? How are you doing it? And people were naturally just emailing me and DMing me. Even now, I'm not super active on my own personal Instagram, but every day I get DMs from people asking me questions about entrepreneurship. So it, to some extent, it's like, okay, well, people asking me these questions. So I, I feel like I should answer. Um, the second thing is, I always believe that with, you know, and this is an old saying, but if you do something well, um, you also have the responsibility of sharing it. I really believe in that. So I wanted to just share that information um, freely. And I want to, I'll go into that as well about sharing stuff that, you know, and not hoarding all that information. Um, so the confidence comes from doing, uh, you know, a, a first massive success and breakthrough from, uh, from, from entrepreneurship. But the other confidence comes to when people want that advice from you too, that gives you confidence. I know a lot of people who are super competent, like they've done great things in business or sports, but people don't actually gravitate to them. They don't ask them questions. They're just not, you know, there's a lot of great people in business and there's a lot of better marketers than Gary Vee and all these guys, but people come to Gary because he just puts himself out there, but he's also a guy, like when you hear him speak, like you want to listen. Um, and I think that if, when people come to you and like ask you for questions, you're always like, man, I, I should. Um, and, and I think that's where the tipping point happens when, it, you know, it's like 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 people, you know, uh, sending me DMs all the time. And I was like, man, maybe I should help out um, other people um, in, in doing that. And I, I've uh, done a thing I, I never, I don't, do, I don't have any, I have no consulting. I want to put that out there. And uh, people are doing this podcast. I have nothing to gain for this. I don't sell a course. I don't have eBooks. I don't, uh, Enlightened Learning Law Podcast, totally free. Um, there's nothing that, um, that I sell when it comes to entrepreneurship or books or any, or there's no courses or digital downloads or any of that uh, shit. This is just purely people ask me for stuff. I'm like, here, here man, this is all I know. Um, and maybe it helps you, maybe it doesn't, but hopefully you can find something that um, sparks some interest. So that's awesome. That's awesome, Brady. And so, you know, I know a lot of people think they want to start a business, right? They, they sit back, they, they would rather not have a boss. They'd rather not do the typical nine to five, right? They want to do their own thing. It, it's just ideal. It sounds great. But I have heard time and time again by entrepreneurs that this is not for everybody. You have to have the right mindset for this. And so if we could, let's start with that. What kind of mindset does someone need to have and how can they mentally be prepared to start a business from the ground up? 
Yeah, this is this is fantastic because that's probably my my my, my favorite topic uh, in entrepreneurship in general. So I want to frame it this way. Now I, I want people to um, maybe do a little arithmetic and math, but I think the first thing, the reason, the, the thing that appeals to a lot of people when it comes to entrepreneurship is the money, right? And so we see all these things in Forbes and you see all the people in the tops in the Forbes list, they all have their own business. You see Elon Musk and people watch the movie Social Network and everyone got excited about startups and stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll, I wanna draw a little bit of a different uh, picture and scenario for a lot of people. Very, 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 very few um, startups actually end up making it. And if you do make it, if you are profitable, the founders most of the time don't actually make a lot of money. The people that actually make a lot of money, even in the tech space are usually the investors, the venture capital, the private equity firms, banks, or you know people who came in later, but the, actually the founders, their stock gets diluted and they don't really make much. And so it's not a very lucrative thing to do. The second thing I always tell people is, if you look at your pay that you're getting in your job when you're uh, you know in, in uh, an employee, you know you can maybe work 40, 50, 60, 80 hours. You get vacation. You a lot of times get insurance. You get a lot of different benefits. And there's stability, you know, of course, there's always turnover at companies, but there's some sort of stability. When you are an entrepreneur, the problem is, especially in the beginning, there is no like free time. Like you, you cannot, there's, there's really, because everything now is about you. And this is what people don't think about. So let's take a company that, you know, so people, you just mentioned it, um, people might've heard of it, but it's as the supplement company, right? I started it just by myself, one product. So when you started it, there's gonna be people customer service, like there's going to be people on the, on the website going to chat. I got to be there. There's going to be emails. Then there's going to be the suppliers. Now I've hired people. And when I'm hiring people, I'm responsible for their problems. So now someone has a problem. Hey man, this happened in my life. I got to, I got to like make sure they're taken care of. Then I got to make sure they make their payroll. And I, so constantly on my day, my, my phone, I have to make sure that basically I have to be responsible for so many people. It's like, it's like, honestly, like a family. And that's how I, I, I treat everyone. Like they're, like brothers, sisters, like we're all family together. And like, I have to be the head of the family and I have to take care of everyone, making sure all their needs are met, making sure that, you know, they're doing okay, they're doing well, um, they're financially stable. And so the problem is that, you know, you was like, oh, I just wanna, I wanna make some good income. I wanna be the next entrepreneur. And you're 18, 19 years old. Most people, they can't take care of themselves, man. I mean, most 18, 19 year olds, like in the college, dude, they're, <laughs> they don't clean their rooms. They're just drinking beers and they're not waking up. And now all of a sudden, dude, you have a business and, God forbid, say, for instance, someone comes in, hey, man, I'm going to invest in your business, gives you like some good capital, go hire people. Now you start hiring people and then you all of a sudden these people are going to be like, hey, man, um, I uh, where's like where's my paycheck or this has happened or, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, my, my, my husband or my wife left like I'm struggling. Like and so imagine an 18, 19, 20 year old having to deal with those problems. They can't, you know figure out their own problems and now they got to you know tear, take care of other problems and what one of the tipping points that happened for me uh, was I remember I started a business I've spoken about this uh, a few times but I, um, I started this my friend a good friend um, his name was Tom and we had started this business again uh, was actually at a, at a local Starbucks we had come up with some ideas about starting this business long story short we had really scaled this business we were at like 15 20 up to 22 employees and I remember one day we we're just on the computer working in our office and um, a guy comes in, we had hired a great, great dude. And he was, you know, a little bit older than we were. We were in our early twenties and he came in, he's, he came in, he's like, I want to talk to you guys. I was like, yeah, what's going on, man? And he said, um, he like broke down and he said, you know, thanks to you guys, I was able to send my daughter to college like this year because, you know, I was got an income and you guys showed so much faith in me and he literally broke down. 
And so me and Tom were like two college kids and like we didn't know what we were doing. Like we were, didn't know in our minds, like we were just building a product. And so right. you're not thinking shit like the impact it has on other people's lives. And, and because we're thinking about our business, but like it's impacting now someone going to school and an opportunity for her to, to really do great things herself. And, 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 you know, and then uh, her dad coming in and really breaking down, having such an emotional reaction. And I remember it was just a small incident, but I remember after that day, I was like, Oh, thanks man. And then, and you know, after when he left, I closed the door and I, I said, dude, uh, what the hell did we just do? Like, <laughs> cause we didn't realize what we just did. Um, and that was a big tipping point for me. And I think at that point, I personally, Preddy became an entrepreneur that day because I was like, dude, my problems, I, I can't worry about my shit anymore. I can't worry about, I can't worry about me being a 20 year old. Like just my, my regular problems that my friends have, oh, who's my roommate? Who am I seeing? Who am I dating? What's happening on Tinder with all this, sh- N- none of that, all of it's gone. So now my, I have, I've, I have all, all of a sudden became at age 22, I became like um, you know, the head of the family and that's how I see myself now. So I, I had to basically skip I don't remember. I mean, I'm I'm 28 years old right now. From 21, 20, I don't have no, I don't have any of those experiences that people had in their 20s. When they, I just don't have it because I had to all of a sudden all these responsibilities thrust on my shoulders that I have to be an adult. So that's one thing. One thing is the responsibility part, and the other two is like you don't have stability. So every single day, like when you start a business, you have to make money and profits, and so you are constantly worried about are you going to get. Clients, are you going to get customers? Because if you don't, your business is gone. Whereas when you work for, um, you know, some potentially at work or you're an employee, you have to do your job really well. You have to kill it. But, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, shit, is my company getting customers today? Um, is is uh, Leah down the corner? Is she getting paid? Is she OK? This, is her health insurance taking care? Like, you don't have to worry about all that shit. So you can come in, do your job, do a great, you know, be awesome at it. And then you can kind of mentally check out a little bit and then you don't have to worry about the day-to-day stuff. Whereas as an entrepreneur, if you're doing it right and you're scaling your business, uh, which you should as an entrepreneur, you, you don't have that. There, there's no there's no freedom. So, yes, there is. If you do it right, there's a lot of money to be made. But if you look at the hours you're ma- you're you're working, um, you actually make probably the same amount or maybe less than a lot of people that um, are doing killing it at their at their job. And I think this is where I differ, too, from. Gary Vee or Grant Cardone, all these guys. I, I love those guys. They're great. But I think what they do wrong, and this is my beef with them, they try to impose their lifestyle on other people. They're like, man, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're not killing it. You're not this. If you if you work the nine to five, it sucks. Like, And I don't believe that. I know so many people who work the nine to five, they work their asses off. I know a lot of them are super successful. I know a lot of them who make a lot of money. So to say that that's only entrepreneurs who are doing the great thing, it's it's not true. You can be a great, you know, anything, any job that you're doing, you can work for anyone and and really kill. I've said so many people that work for one of my companies and they're killing it right now financially too because they were able to provide so much value. So to say that you can only do that as an entrepreneur is not right. And the reason why I say that because I think people – get in this mindset. Okay. I want to make a lot of money. Okay. I got to be an entrepreneur. Just, just screw everything. And they don't take into consideration that they're now going to have to spend so much time and effort. And so monetarily you make less on average, you're most likely going to fail. It's a huge gamble. It's like playing the lottery and hoping that you can live off it. Like it, that's really what it is. It's a, it's a huge gamble that you're taking. Um, and just in, like I said, the time investment is, is really big. So I want people to get into that mindset and understand that when they're going down this path, um, it's a it's it's a lot, and they need to be mentally prepared 
for those aspects specifically. What, what if you're working a, nine, a regular nine to five and you're trying to uh, do something on the side? Do you think it, can you be considered an entrepreneur if you're having, a, if you're building something as a side hustle ver and still doing that nine to five throughout the week? Or do you think you have to be all in on whatever you're doing in the side? Uh, no, I, I actually believe um, you can be doing, um, I'm actually a big proponent of, of the side hustles and actually making sure you're financially stable. Uh, before going into like delving all your eggs into right into into your business, um, I'm a big proponent of that uh, because I I feel a lot of people are like man I, I just can't I, I can't do it I, I I'm working my nine to five and I don't have time to now start my business when I when people come to me and um, you know sometimes they're asking for investment and and they say that and I'm like well then you're just a shitty entrepreneur and the reason why is because great entrepreneurs we're resourceful like we figure out how to do shit like. We came on this podcast on DM like, man, how are we going to record this up? We figured it out. Like you, you learn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it's something small, but it's it's just the entrepreneurial mindset where like, OK, so I have I go to work from nine to five. Um, you know, I can be home by six and then I have from six to three in the morning or whatever. And yeah, I, th that's an, if you count the hours, it's not bad. It's actually quite a quite a few hours. So that's how an entrepreneur would think. Whereas someone who doesn't is not resourceful. It just shows to me you're not resourceful because in the beginning you're going to put in a lot of hours, but you have to be, you, I mean, entrepreneurship is about taking nothing and creating something out of it. And if you can't do that with your own time or what you're doing in your life, then how are you going to be able to do that in the long run? I've actually seen, it's funny. I've seen more entrepreneurs fail the minute they go full-time as opposed to when they were working part-time. It's really a strange concept because what happens is they're so regimented. They go to work, then they go to gym, and then they start working on their business at night, all night, and then in the morning they wake up and go to work. And so it's a regiment. Whereas when all of a sudden they're full time now, they're like, "Oh shit, I'm it's eight o'clock in the morning, and I can work on my startup. It's eleven, two, three, and then what happens? They don't do shit. They get super unproductive. Right. Um, so I've actually uh, noticed the opposite. A lot of people say, "Man, if you're not all in, you're." you're not going to survive. I've actually seen people are more all in when they're doing it on the side. So I'm a big proponent of making sure your, your finances are taken care of so that you can actually support yourself when you want to go and take the jump. So I've scaled all my businesses for the most part. Uh, I was either going to school and I had always had a side job uh, just, just to make sure I, this is actually, as long as I've been doing this, I've only been full time on my own uh, on my own ventures for a little bit over a year. That's it. Like that's it. So I've not ever I've been a full time. This is my first year, a little bit over a year that I've been a full time entrepreneur. So I waited all that time because I wanted to make sure that I can support myself and I was responsible. And also, sometimes I know I'm paying employees, and I'm like, man, if if we don't get customers like today, then how am I going to pay my employees? So I actually kept my side job so I would take money from that I was making for my income. And make sure my employees get paid because I just want to make sure that there's no I want to just mitigate risk. So I, I don't believe in that. I think you can be a great entrepreneur doing it as a side business, growing um, a side income and then scaling it from there when the time is right. Excellent. Prady, earlier you mentioned a, a role that you took on and it was actually kind of a reason why you felt like it was time for you to jump in. Uh, with both feet into entrepreneurship. And that was because you felt like you were suddenly the head of a family. That is something I never would have considered. I never would have thought that were a reason to be uh, an entrepreneur. And so I'm wondering, are there any more valid reasons that might be beneath the surface? You know, Because we know that people want to make money and we know that people want to be their own boss. What kind of other valid reasons would you have to want to start your own business? 
Yeah, the biggest, I think the biggest thing that you have to be obsessed about is you need to be obsessed about your customers and what you're providing. So the value has to be massive, right? And so you have to be, I mean, this is so cliche that I, I hate saying it too, but the process of being an entrepreneur is the only thing that's really, that, that you're going to spend the most time doing. Like all the other benefits, the fruits are such a small part of like what you do that if you say, dude, I'm doing everything for the fruits of the labor, it's just, you're never going to enjoy it. Like you're actually going to be miserable. And mm -hmm. I, and I, and, and this happens like, you know, like, you know, you can have all the cars and the houses and all that stuff. And I've come to the point where I have all that stuff, but dude, I never get to enjoy any of that shit. I, I really don't. So you're always building. And so entrepreneurship is a little bit different. I think where people confuse, and I want to make this um, different. If people watch like um, Wolf of Wall Street or something, when they see these bankers or hedge fund, that's a different thing. Those are people in the hedge fund world, they're investors. And what they do is they play with other people's capital, they invest it and reinvest, and then they live all the baller lifestyle. An entrepreneur is someone who is like, uh, you work in the grounds, your, your, your goal is to build shit. Like you're an, like almost an engineer. Like I, I think of myself, I go in, into a company, is not doing that well, they say, hey, Pretty, you know, I would love to have you on. And I'm, I roll up my sleeves and I'm there at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever, and I just work. And, you know, there's a lot of times, dude, I just sleep in the office, I sleep in my car, I sleep just whenever I can, I just pull over. And it's because I'm just working on the craft. And I think that what you're building has to be really important to you. And that's, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, if you're, it's, it's just like you can't become an athlete if the only thing you care about is just like, yeah, I'll get, you know, the women in the cars later. Like, that's such a dumb, you won't make it through training, man. Like, you won't. You maybe get to high school, through high school, if you have some talent. But after a while, you won't. And the problem is that people don't recognize that, dude, there's a lot of competition. There's entrepreneurs that are, they're, they're not only hard workers, but they're super talented. They have like gut instinct. They're, they're fucking great at what they do. And so if you come in with like your little attitude where you're just not so sure and you're just kind of fucking around, you, you'll lose. Like you maybe mm. make it to some extent, you maybe make a little bit of money, but if you want to play with the big boys, dude, these people are savages. And so I, I see people all the time like putting motivational quotes and stuff. I do it all, you know, too. But the problem is like that's not enough because when you are at the at the top level, like when you're making over seven, eight figures and your business is bringing in, the other competitors, they're all great. Like none of them are sleeping <laughs> at like 11 o'clock. All of them are working. So you, you're not special. So I get this in interviews, you know, bringing people in like, man, yeah, but I work really hard. You know, even my mom says that I'm a hard worker and, and that's awesome. And that might get you by getting good grades at school and might make, you know, get you through playing, you know, varsity in high school. Maybe it'll get you through a D1 school. But dude, if you want to play with the pros at, at the draft, dude, everyone's fucking awesome. Everyone's a hard worker. Everyone's in great physical shape. Everyone can bench a certain amount. So you're not that special. And so I want people to really recognize that too, that you have to really love the pro like you have to love what you're building and then and, and the second part of that too is that and the, we'll, we'll get to that in another episode too but a lot i think a lot of people get so stuck on so stuck on it dude i just have a great idea and that's it they have a great idea great invention and then they think they're entrepreneurs but that's such a small part it's just like the the fruits of labor part it's such a small part of what you're actually building it's actually laughable like no one no one cares about your idea. It's just not important. They care about how much in love in the process you are, how much you're willing to roll in your sleep and go, go all in into your business, um, and also the team that you're building, which we'll get to in all this uh, in all this series. So to answer your question, you need to be. This is what you want. You want to build shit like that's you are the the, the person that wasn't wants to go into business and see something inefficient. Like for me, it was like I would go to the airport and when I'm standing in line to go to the into the airplane. 
it's so inefficient. I'm always thinking about how the airplane airlines can make it more efficient about how people go into the airplane. Like I want to make shit efficient. I see chaos and I want to, I want to make it better. I want to make it more efficient. I love helping people out that, you know, the business aren't doing well. I'm like, dude, let's look at your bottom. Like, how can we make it better? Like, that's what I'm passionate about. Um, it's not the other stuff. It's not, it's just not that interesting to me personally. And I think that's what's, what has helped me um, succeed because when, when people are putting money into your business or when you're hiring people, they see that. Um, and so what I'm always looking for is for entrepreneurs is, dude, how much do you love being in the trenches and all the other shit about motivational quotes and all that stuff? That's just not it's it's it, you know, it, it's cool, but it's not really going to get you anywhere. And, and all the fruits of the labor. It's the joy of the process, right? You're not worried about what you get from the process. It's the journey along the way, right? A hundred percent. That That's everything because you're going to spend so much time working so much time in your business, so much time at the office that my, like I, you know, my family is in Europe. I don't get to go back home. So for me, my work is my family. So this is like literally, it's all I got. And I had to make that decision in my twenties. Uh, she was 18, 19, early twenties. Like, like this is going to be my life now. And I had to make, and I had to make sure that I can't live the normal life of other people in college. Um, so a lot of people are excited, man, dude, you came out of college. That's awesome. You don't, you don't only have a job you've created, you're creating jobs for other people. Like how awesome is that? And it's true. But also in the meanwhile, I have given up a lot and I don't, and I, and I will never come on this podcast and say, dude, yeah, but look how many sacrifices I make. Look how much better off I am. I don't know. Am I better off? I don't know. I, I actually wouldn't say I am. I, I just, I think I'm neutral about it. You know, so maybe it's something that I like, but I don't know if it's actually better. I don't have, um, you know, when I was in college, I didn't have like great friendships. I don't, wasn't, enjoying college. I don't have any of the, the, I never went to a single party. I never did any of that shit. I actually, I never even uh, drank any beer. I could, I didn't do anything. I was so focused on building and I had so many other people's problems that I had to worry about. Uh, and so as an 18, 19, 20 year old, I was like, I had to sacrifice my own well-being and my own life and the shit that I was doing in my life for other people. So it's a constant service to other people. And it's not even, even if you have two employees, like if it's two people that are working for you, it's not a lot, but Dude, their problems, like in their life, something happens. This happens. They need help. They need this insurance. They need that. And like, they'll call you up at night. And you're like, dude, I'm raising almost like, it's like I have two kids that I'm raising. And so like, you know, you ask people that that have kids, like they can't, you know, doing other shit in their life gets difficult. And I I won't compare it to that. Of course, it's much more arduous to have kids and stuff. But you feel that you are so responsible for their lives because they'll tell you, I have people now. Um, that I brought on the team with Azith and they DM me, he's like, pretty, I want to, one guy, he's just like, dude, I'm going to leave school. I want to just work for you, whatever. I just want to work for you now. Okay. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. But like, think about this kid is a young, young kid. If he works for me and I fuck around, like what's going to happen to that guy? Now he has no, he came out of college. He, yeah. You can say, well, it's kind of your own fault to him, but I don't think so. I think it's my responsibility now to make sure I take care of him and that his, you know, he's killing it in his career and this can be a great launching pad for his career and he can grow. Like that's my responsibility now. So now I have to be like, oh shit. All the time I have to, <laughs> these kids' parents call me like, hey, pray, please take care of, you know, take care of him. And, and I'm like, yo, I'm just two years older than him. <laughs> I'm not like 40 years old or anything. So, uh, but th- that's what, it, it's just massive. You, your life is just not important anymore. It's just, it's just not, it's just like, you have to put yourself away. So I don't really, my own personal needs, the only thing I really do for my life is, is bodybuilding and training. Like it keeps me sane, but everything else from my sleep, my family, my vacation, I just don't have any, I, I can't do that. Like even if I, if I want to, it's, it's not important. So I have to make sure everyone else gets fed, everyone else gets paid and what gets left only then can I be like, okay, is it, how do you think a lot of times, man, is it safe for me to take anything out of this business? Cause what if next month we don't make 
we sell as is and right we don't get a retail deal next month we don't sell like you know whatever bottles that we sell every month well now next month everyone else is going to be screwed so i'm like okay fuck it i can't take anything out of it so i'm it's like a it's like a i i, I grew up um, one of my biggest role models in business was my mom my mom like like mothers they just give and i've talked about this but like the great thing about mothers is like at least my mom, like she would make sure we'd have guests come in our house or cousins. And my mom would cook for everyone, would clean everything up. And at the end, she would make sure she had some, she would feed all the kids. And then she was the last one to eat. Um, and this is something that, um, you know, so, some other entrepreneurs have talked about. Uh, uh, Simon Sinek has talked a lot about, which is leaders eat last. And that's not a concept that resonates with a lot of people. They're like, I'm a leader. Dude, where's the, I want the best office. I want the corner office. I want the best this and the best that. That's not how it worked. Like my mom, she was the, almost the leader of the house because she, she raised all of us, but she always ate last. She took care of everyone first. And then that's when, although we all listened to her and she was a leader, but she treated us with, like she made sure we're all good. Like our my parents always made sure I'm all good. I'm well fed, well, well clothed. And then they made sure that they're okay. And for me, I was like, that's leadership. It's not about Oh, I'm a leader. Where's my bonus? Where's where's my where's this car? Where's that stuff? And you'll get all that stuff, but I want to make sure everyone else in my office drives those cars first, and then I'll drive. You know, at the end. So it's a different it's a different type of leadership. Um, but I think that's how entrepreneurs are different than like um, hedge fund guys or bankers. And and there's nothing wrong with that stuff. But that's a different world. So I I don't want people to confuse that because I think I see people confuse that all the time, and they don't understand that that difference. So, Prady, you know, we're talking about mindset here. We're talking about gearing up for someone who thinks they want to be an entrepreneur and the kind of things that they need to focus on in order to take those steps. And you've mentioned a lot here that would make me think twice because I'm not an entrepreneur. Um, I, I, I have the kind of job that you kind of mentioned earlier where it's uh, – it's I have my I have my niche right I have my uh, I have a, uh, my my way carved out and it's uh it's nice right it's I have a nice spot where I'm at and so it's it's comfortable to be honest with you and for me to jump out and to completely do my own thing I would be uh it'd be kind of scary to be honest with you it would be definitely uncomfortable um, and so a lot of these things that you have mentioned today have just reinforced that notion in my head and that's okay with me you know but for people who are entrepreneurs. Uh, or who want to be entrepreneurs, rather, they're gearing up. You, you, you mentioned that a lot of people aren't going to make it. There are a lot of traps out there that you would not even think about if you didn't know better. Is there anything that people can, can kind of self-reflect on to see and to make that determination, okay, I have what it takes or I don't have what it takes, in specific, aside from the things that you already mentioned here today? Yeah, so this is a tough question, and this is something that people always want me to um, really delve into. I get a lot of messages about this too. Like, and, and this is um, you know going off from your question, people ask me, "Hey, Fred, I'm gonna be honest here, man. Do you think I really have what it takes to to make it?" And it's a very difficult, like I said before, people thrust that on you. And so my answer to that is, I don't know, and I don't think anyone has the right to tell anyone what they can or can't do. Like, no man can tell anyone, man. Like you. I don't know. It's, it's, um, I think it's up to your, that person got whatever you want to believe, but that's not my job to tell anyone. I think mm -hmm. what I just highlighted is that you need to be someone who is willing to take massive responsibility. I think that's the big thing. And so how mature are you? I, I think maturity plays a big role in this. Um, so being able to take, like, I, I, and I, and I laid that all out there because I want people to recognize, yo, shit, I'm in my twenties, 21 years old. And like, look at your own life. Like how responsible are you? 
with your family, your, your loved ones or whoever, you know, you spend time with. And if you're not responsible, if you can't, some people can't like respond to people. They can't even respond to any person's text. The room's a mess. They're, all, they're just a shit show and they're, and they're so disorganized. And I, and I think that that sometimes is something that you can totally fix. You can totally fix that. Yeah. Um, there doesn't mean it's not the end of the world, like I said, but I think that you need to make sure that you can clean your act um, and then you can become massively uh, responsible. And I'm gonna uh, say something which a lot of entrepreneurs say, and I'm gonna debunk that myth. And one of the things they say, I wanna be an entrepreneur because I hate working for other people. Mm -hmm. This is a massive myth. You're always gonna work for someone else. and. The person you're going to work for when you're an entrepreneur is the most demanding boss that you'll ever find. You can't go to complain to HR about this person. You can't be transferred in another division. You can't um, try to escape this person. This person is called the customer. And the customer wants your help 24-7. They expect you to be there. And if you don't, they will, especially now, <laughs> they will do whatever it can to really destroy uh, with reviews or anything. They'll just try to destroy you. So this is something that it doesn't resonate with people, but you're, you are at service of your customer. The customer is king. And sometimes, dude, I've worked mostly jobs in my, my own life. Actually, you know, like I said, I was uh, always working. And when I had someone that wasn't a, a great boss or just giving me a hard time, dude, you know, I could, I could, I could talk to another mentor at work about it, or I could talk to my friends, you know, we could just talk shit like, Hey, man, this guy's such a dick. You know, like, yeah, they was like, well, he's going to leave in a few, few, you know, in a few weeks or months or I can transfer somewhere else. The problem is if the customer is a dick, quote unquote, there's nothing you can do. So you <laughs> honestly serve, you know, serve him or her. And so this is a huge myth. Don't, don't, don't ever fall. If someone said for me, that's a huge red flag. Well, you know, one of the red flags, like I said, is someone who can't take responsibility. That's it doesn't mean they can't they can't get better at it. I would never say that. But someone who's just not responsible, like isn't a great friend, isn't someone people can count on. And I can tell by the way that they're just totally lost. I was like, man, how is this person going to be able to handle other people's like retirement funds and pensions and people's college? Like, are you can you handle that shit? And I'm worried mm -hmm. about that a lot of times. Because I'm like, dude, even if someone gives you like, you know, a venture capital, you know, there's a lot. I'm in Boston. There's so many firms that will just throw money at you. Oh, raise it. Have a startup. Here's five million bucks. They'll do that all the time. So now this kid has five million bucks. I'm like, dude, you're going to hire people. I would not want like my kid or someone in my family to work for you. I think you're going to fuck them over. Right. So I feel like responsibility is the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. And the second thing is understanding that you're at service of others. And I think this is a huge, and again, I'm going to go back to this, but you always work for someone else like that. That's not, and it's some, so, so, and I want to go back to this framing in people's minds. If you're working a job that's stable and secure, you might be better off doing that. If you're, the reason why you would want to switch is purely for financial reasons. And I say this to following, and, and this is where, again, I, I differ with Gary V. Gary V says, Dude, if you can make 50K being an entrepreneur and you can make 50K being um, working a nine to five, you should go be an entrepreneur or mm -hmm. you should start your. I disagree with that because the 50K you make working your nine to five is stable, is secure, is, is you don't have to work as many hours. You get vacations, you can check out a little bit, um, and you have to do your job really well and you're guaranteed income. Whereas the 50K as an entrepreneur, drop shipping, I've done all that shit, like drop shipping stuff. And dude, it's so, uh, you don't know what's going to happen next month. You're like, dude, even with like a company like us, like we do really well, we're super profitable. I don't know, like next week, like someone be like, no, nah, I don't want this. This thing sucks. And no one buys it anymore. This whole thing is gone. Like there's right. no income. We're all done. So I'm like stressing out at night. I'm like, oh shit, like what's going to happen next month? Next month is a really bad month for supplements. Shit, how are we going to make it? So the first two years, like of any company, you're in so much stress 
So the question is, do you really want that stress? Like, do you want that? Or isn't it better to just make sure that if you see, I can do all things right. I can kill it. And if the market doesn't want my product, there's nothing I can do about it. So there's a lot of uncertainty. So, so if you're doing it just to get financial freedom, and I always tell people, make sure you make at least five or 10 times more being an entrepreneur than you would at your regular job. And, and only then I think is it the same. So you can say, well, someone makes 50K and another person makes 500 and they're 500, they're an entrepreneur. But actually, if you count the hours that they've worked and the hourly wage, it's less than the person 50K. So, so you have to you have to really weigh, weigh the costs and benefits. And if someone would look at my life and costs and benefits land, all the shit that I had to set, all the hours, all the mental health and a, a lot of health issues that I've had to go over and, and a lot of social shit and having you know no real uh, you know friendships, all that shit. So the question is, what is that financial value of that? And you'll notice a lot of people, and I wouldn't be surprised, they'll notice that whatever I've made income-wise would actually have been the same if I would have just done a nine to five. And this, this is a mind fuck. And the reason why I am able to say this is because I don't sell anyone a course. I don't sell digital downloads. I don't sell anything to people about entrepreneurship. So I can be more upfront. Whereas a lot of guys that are on the internet, they're saying cool shit and they're motivational, but they always have, they always have something to sell you. Like a course, I'm going to tell you a 10 step way, become a great entrepreneur. I'll join my program and I'll do this. I don't have that. So for me, I can be honest about it. So uh, the, my message with this, with the mindset is massive responsibility. Are you willing to be a leader, a family leader at age, whatever age you are? You know, a lot of people listening to this um, are, 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 you know, are going to be under 50, under 40. A lot of people are listening to that in their 20s, 100 percent, because that's the audience that I speak to. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to sacrifice everything? And number two, are you willing to serve and spend all your waking time uh, to, to, to basically be a uh, be doing what you really love. And that's a totally, so, so don't do it get it outside the mind, get the whole money thing out. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about that. When, when I hear people, um, pitch me for stuff, I'm like, what do you want to try to accomplish? And they're like, well, dude, I'm just trying to become a millionaire by age 35. And I was like, what, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? You know, like, how is that helping your customer? So everything, when people want to do entrepreneurship, like I would say 85 to 90 percent. I actually have an Excel spreadsheet whenever I meet with people and I, and I try to find for patterns. And it's I think it um, most recent was 92. And now it's like at 87 percent of the answers that I get are all about themselves. Pretty. I want to be an entrepreneur. Why? Well, because I don't know. I've I, I've really always killed it. I, I really want to make a good income. I want to provide for my family. I want to I, 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 I. And it's a problem. The last person entrepreneurship is about is about you. It's not a single. No one cares like about you. It's about what you provide to other people. So if you have a product to sell, I care about the product. I don't really care about you. If I have selling as if people are not like, oh, let me buy it. You know, let me spend 50 bucks on as so that, you know, Freddie can buy a Lambo. No one thinks of that. So it's not what people do. People are like, how can I buy as and how can I improve my life? So if I'm here trying to sell, if I'm coming to thinking that I'm being an entrepreneur and it's about me, you're done. Like you're, you're, it's not, it's actually a job is a more quote unquote, you can be a little bit more self-oriented. You can be like, okay, that's the income I, I want to, I want to have. This is what I live. I'm trying to build. This is where the job is going to take me. You have to provide massive value at your job, but it's a little bit different. Whereas an entrepreneur, it's not, it's absolutely zero about you. Like I don't, if I hear people at work, like, you know, complain about some shit or it's always about them and they're in the wrong industry. Like this is not for you. So Every single time I pick that up about me, I want this. I won't have this financial goal that I want to meet. Then, then you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. You should do something else. But this is just definitely not for you because you're going to be really struggling. You're going to come across a guy like uh, I don't know him personally, but I've heard uh, from the grave by Elon Musk sleeps on the factory floors. 
and people just like night guards find him just sleeping there at night. He doesn't go home. This guy's a savage. Uh, and I have, res- I have respect for that. Again, I don't know him personally, except people will DM me be like, oh, he did this thing bad or that thing bad. I don't know. But I think that's for me is like why he's successful because he's like he takes all the money he makes, reinvests it, everything. And literally this guy like, literally sleeps on the factory floor like the guys would be out there. You should see his interviews and what his employees say. They, they, they think he's fucking crazy. That for me is an entrepreneur. You know? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, this is a concept called, uh, people know about this, cognitive dissonance, and it, and it just happens all the time where what what you, um, you know, and the way I like to phrase it, there's so many definitions for it, but I think a lot of people are doing something and thinking different things, and then there's a, there's a dissonance, there's a disconnect between what they're doing and what they're thinking. Right. Um, see this all the time. They don't understand the path they're on. And not only should you think about whether you want to be an entrepreneur generally or not, but think about the business that you want to build. Do you want to have a side income to some extent and just supplement your income? Do you want to have a small business or do you, are you trying to build the next Microsoft? There's two, three different things. And a lot of people are saying, well, why does that matter right now? I just started off. I was like, it's the same thing. If you want to be a great bodybuilder, you should know that. You can't train like a cyclist or a soccer player or a basketball player or a CrossFitter or a powerlifter. It's a totally different training because they always tell me, well, it's all the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's a totally different training like for like in fitness and in, in, in sports and the same thing for entrepreneurship. You should know going in what path you're going on because every decision that you make and the life you're going to live are going to be so vastly different that. And I see this a lot, too, is people like they just want a side income and then they're going to take like lessons from like tech entrepreneurs who are trying to change the world and create the next Uber. And it's like, what do what are you doing, man? Like this is a total and we'll get to this as well in, in the series, but building in your like doing the wrong things, building the wrong business. And I see this all the time. Um, and it's funny, and I put this in, in fitness analogies because it makes more sense. Like if you're a bodybuilder, you know, during, during certain rep ranges, I'm not gonna train like a soccer player. Like it's totally, like, of course not. Like soccer players even look differently. They feel them, they eat differently. The same thing with entrepreneurs. There's so many different types of what you're building, uh, the th- uh, products that they're building, they can take the, the next steps. And that's a huge thing as well. But to go back to what you're saying, it's not wrong or um, right or anything to say, this is not for me. I think in America, we have this concept where, oh shit, I can't be a quitter. I, I can't give up. Like if I made my mind up for something, we have such a stigma to it. And I will, I always say this, but every time in your life where you close a door, you also open a new one. So if you're so dead set, I wanna be the entrepreneur, it really isn't for you. You're closing the door for all the great things you could have done. Maybe you could have been a great musician. Maybe you could have been a great athlete. Maybe you could have been really killed it at your job and become the next CEO of a big company. Whatever it is, you're missing out on your life's calling. So I always try to hammer it down to people to tell them the truth about that I that I, that I think is the truth. And because I want to steer, I think if everyone does the things that are their real calling, I think world is going to be a better place and they're going to have better lives. And I think so many people, I don't know, the last 20 years since like all this, these tech companies have started, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and they're doing all this stuff, going through the motions, but they're not really happy. And they're because they're doing shit that they don't want to do. So part of the reason why we're doing this first episode is for people to say, Hey man, that's not for me. And there's nothing wrong about saying, Hey, this is not for me because now that you know, it's not for you, you can do something else that you're passionate about and you mm-hmm. open up so many doors uh you know that there and it's it's okay it's actually encouraged sometimes like i i close doors all the all the time because that allows me to open up another one um it's not like when you close a door that all the other ones are going to be closed like people think like oh shit i closed that door now i'm trapped in the hallway i can't go anywhere that's a wrong mindset you mm-hmm. close one you open one you close one you open one. that's how life works so don't be afraid to admit like hate hey, isn't for me or be like hey you know 
I didn't think it was for me, but actually, you know, maybe this is for me. We want to give it a give it a shot. And both things are right. Uh, but but that's why I'm very big on and people sometimes that you and I, you know, on EM, we get some messages like at Predi's trying to discourage people from being an entrepreneur. It's not right. I don't like this message. And I know it doesn't help the follower count and stuff. But, you know, like I said, dude, I, I have nothing. I have nothing really to to financially, monetarily gain by saying any, any of this stuff. And there's no, uh, you know, 10 step program that I market after this. OK, now that you're not an entrepreneur, what should, what should you do with your life? Here's my ebook. Like, which, I have nothing against that, but, but because you always have an agenda then, you know, so and I, and I don't. So good. Yeah. But I think someone who's going to be an entrepreneur is going to be an entrepreneur and you might inspire them. But I doubt you're going to talk someone who's got that fire in their belly already. I doubt that anyone's going to talk them out of being that entrepreneur that they want to be. They're, they're not going to be dissuaded from that dream that they're trying to chase right? because that's really at the heart of it. It's, it's almost, it sounds like, let me say, that entrepreneurship almost finds you as opposed to you finding it. It's like it's it's almost like something that's innate. It has to be kind of a calling. And I've heard people, and once again, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in, so I can't say for sure either way, but I've heard Gary Vee say that if you weren't selling things when you were five years old on the street, like he sold baseball cards and things like that, then you're not an entrepreneur. Right. And I've always I've always you know, had a problem with that, though. I'm like, well, who is he to tell me that I can't start something <laughs> at 41 years old if I wanted to? You know, if I had that desire, I know my drive, you know, and when I have a drive for something, I go all in and I do it. And if I had the drive to start my own business, then I think that I could do it. And I'm not going to let Gary Vee tell me that I can't. But I, <laughs> but I kind of get where he's coming from. He is kind of a, uh, a contrarian in that way. And I think he does that kind of that's part of his thing is to. Um, to motivate people by way of of being a contrarian sometimes, and so I'm okay with that. But I still took a, I still I, I didn't I, I, it rubbed me the wrong way. Took offense to it <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah, I did. So, but yeah, once again though, I, but I do believe in a way that entrepreneurship does find the individual, you know. And but I, I do think that once again, I, you mentioned it, and I think I mentioned it too. But this podcast is so important because it does help to carve out and, and differentiate between. The people who are ready and and willing to start their own business at the very beginning via their mindset, you've got to know that you're going to go all in on this, um, even if it's a side hustle. You know, maybe it's maybe you have a job, and and hopefully you do. You don't just go all in all at once and quit your job, and don't, you don't really have the plan or the uh, the uh, you know the all all your all your cards stacked up at this point in time to get moving. But at some point in time, if, if you're going to go all in, you've got to be able to really, really commit to that and not in that stutter step. Like I said, you've got to be a leader. You've got to tend to your customers. You've got to put yourself last. You've got to you know, make those sacrifices and this and that. And uh, that, that's got to be tough. It, so it has to be a calling from, from what I can see. Yeah, and, I, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Gary Vee on that statement because I actually think that some people who are more mature and a little bit more older, they, they are able to take a, and handle a little bit more responsibility. And I think a lot of great entrepreneurs have actually spent a lot of time in the corporate world or whatever profession they're in and then actually use that experience uh, in, in entrepreneurship. So I think it does happen. And I think a lot of times the people that are the most valuable in a startup aren't the people that founded it, are the people that come on later, mm. whether it's like strategic hires people in management and, and if you even look at companies like whether it's uber or Facebook, all these guys that are hanging on the key players and decision makers weren't like the 20 year olds they're actually people who are seasoned professionals you know, um you know people like you know yourself who's been in a job and like no and it's like responsible and has their shit together um and so this is another beef i have because i think a lot of millennials they think oh old people it's it's an old way of doing shit we got to be silicon valley we got to be cool we got to wear t-shirts and all this shit and like 
play poker while we're working. And I, I'm cool. <laughs> I think it's. I went to. Uh, I went to. Uh, uh, Google's office in in, in in Silicon Valley. I went to Facebook's office, and like, dude, I don't know how they work there because they're just it's just a huge game room. It's it's, <laughs> and then I met one of their um, execs there, and I was like, I just wore you know, but now shirt, and just, and I remember he came out with a huge reindeer T-shirt, and uh, like just <laughs> looked up, didn't give a shit. I think he just woke up, and then like that's the culture, and that's awesome. But I the still strategic, and I, I will say this all the time. It's still old money and old thinking and traditional ways of doing things that actually run those things on the back end. On the front end, it's like all the new stuff, but it's actually the people who are seasoned, the people in their 40s, it's people in the 50s, the, 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 the hedge fund, private equity guys that were, I was talking about earlier. Those guys are old and seasoned, um, you know, both men and women who really know their shit and they're bringing their expertise and helping that business grow a little bit more further. So I do think there's this myth that all the 20 year olds, like we know everything, we can build businesses, you know, most most of us, like, and I include myself. When I was eighteen, I didn't even know how to how to read a fucking balance sheet. So, like, I don't, you know. So, and now you have to do all that shit. So, so I I disagree with him a little bit. I think, um, you know, entrepreneurship is is something that you can potentially do at all ages because it just requires so much response. And I would actually, I sometimes think it's maybe better if people are a little bit older. Um, you know, even being a young guy myself, I, I still think that that knowledge and expertise. Um, and also the ability to, um, you know, take care of others, which sometimes comes with age, um, is better. So I don't, uh, I don't know. I think where he's talking about is like the gene of trying to sell stuff, and that's great. You need that on a team. But mm-hmm. one of the things we're into building the dream team, which we're going to get to on the other episodes. But then, then that comes into play, like having those guys that have been seasoned and been working, um, you know, having a stable job, and then bringing all that experience. And like, dude, I've worked at a Fortune 500 company as a exec or a manager, or I've worked in, you know, in, in a many, I, I know guys that work in manufacturing plants that really kill it. I know uh, in, I'm in real estate, I know guys that have been GCs and really yeah. been in the you know ground of construction. And so all those guys can be very valuable actually while you're building a startup. So it's not a, again, um, a lot of entrepreneurs are very, we're very full of ourselves. We think it's just us and we're the coolest things, but uh, we need uh, a lot of help and a lot of assistance and a lot of mentorship for people who are there um, before. And you will see a lot of, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I don't want to hate on Gary, but I don't know if you guys have ever seen the video with him and Grant Cardone on like one, um, there's like one video between both of them. Have you guys ever seen that? I don't think so. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's great because they're great. They're two great guys. They're very opposite, but it's just a shouting match about who can speak louder and like, (laughs) you know, who can like one up each other. And like for me, that's a lot of times the problem with entrepreneurs because we're so full of ourselves and we're always like, we're the great leaders. I want to be the next person who's on the Time Magazine that we forget that we have to serve our customers. And you see that dynamic because I've seen that a lot. And of course, no, no, no knock on those guys who are doing great things. Um, but that type of dynamic is very common because you want to be the the guy, you want to be the the branded person, you want to be the face of a company. And I don't believe in that model. I think that model isn't isn't always the right model. If we think of pr- profitable businesses, whether it's Google, um, Amazon being the one exception, but a lot of the founders, the people that really started, we don't know who the hell they are. Like people don't even know like a lot about the founders of like uh, even the big companies, big Fortune 500. We just don't know them, and it's not because. You know they're not they're not great just because they just it's not it wasn't about them in the first place so right. it's like how many um, back in the day we said okay how many McDonald's or KFC how many burgers or chicken wings have you sold how many shoes have you sold like it's all about how much have we done contributed and now things are changing like who's the CEO who's the CEO and they want to brand themselves but I don't know I can't build a business when I'm constantly taking videos of myself every moment like I, I need to do shit so um, I don't know I don't know if that model really works it the model works if you are 
the business, if it's your personality, like if Gary Vee is selling his own motivational speaking and books, then that's fine. But if you're building a corporation, it's uh, not really about you. But long story short, um, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think that seasoned people and people who are more senior and people who have more experience are way better equipped to do this sometimes than a lot of young guys. The only thing that differs is that you can take more risk when you're younger because you don't have a lot of sh- You have nothing, so you can't really lose it. Right. <laughs> so yeah. You have. yeah. So. Great point. Great point. Brady, we're going to wrap this first episode of this series up and i'm already excited for the upcoming episodes man this has been great uh so if you could just kind of encapsulate the mindset that we need everything we kind of talked about if you could just give us a little summary to close this thing out of what someone needs to know what they need to think about the kind of path they need to be on whatever in order to really really take the first step if they're going to start their own business what mindset do they need to have yeah so the first thing is that you have to be willing to risk everything. And that not only includes your finances, but it, and not only your future, but also yourself. You're going to lose a lot of things in entrepreneurship and a lot of things you might gain. But one thing you'll definitely lose is your independence. And that sounds very contrary to what people tell you. There's a lot of freedom. You become a financial free, maybe. But you lose your freedom. So if you're willing to trade that in where you have free, where you can go on vacation and stuff, then you should then then that might be for you. That's the first thing. So you're going to have to be willing to lose a lot, especially your freedom. Number two, you need to be able to have massive res- and take on massive responsibility. Everything that you hear or see motivational shit about, about cars and money and girls and yachts, it almost I've never I barely ever see that ever happen. And I've been um, on opposite all sides and spectrums, whether it's myself or I've network and been with some of the brightest minds in entrepreneurship who are literally killing it and there's so many figures in their bank account we can't even count it and they don't do any of that shit i've never seen any of this stuff happen uh, it just doesn't happen so get that out of your mind um number three you need to be able to understand that you're now going to be ahead of a family and that comes with massive responsibility which brings me to fourth and last one you have to be okay with eating last you can be the first it's not about you you have to be okay with the shitty office. You have to be okay with the worst car. You have to be okay with, you know, rolling your sleeves up and working in the factory, in the facility, and working together with the guys. That's what great leadership is about. It's not about giving orders. You work together side by side. It doesn't matter who you are, and you have to be okay with, um, you know, uh, leading last. So I think those are the main concepts from a mindset perspective to make sure that you're ready for this stuff. And a lot of people listening to this, like, man, you know what? I want to become an entrepreneur because I want to some financial freedom and I want to be free because I hate my boss. That's not the right reason because you can just find another job that's way better with a better job with better work culture. Mm. It doesn't mean you need to become an entrepreneur. This is a wrong concept. Or people say, I hate working for my boss, so I'm going to work for myself. You don't work for yourself. Yourself, that word, you, me, needs to go. It needs to like literally leave your dictionary. It's all about customers. And, and if you're an entrepreneur, if you're the guy starting it, it's about your employees and your team. And your customers, you're done. Like no, one, it's it's like being a, a parent, like a responsible parent. Like, like you know, moms or dads are have a lot of kids, and they 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 don't care about like their needs are like last. They don't go. To, I mean, I don't know. They they can't have time to go to the gym and all that shit. And like, man, I I had to give up all that stuff because I was raising my kids, and that's that's part of it too. You hear parents say that all the time. Like, moms say like, hey, I was working, but I had to give up stuff because I want to raise my kids, and I'm very proud I did that. You need to be okay with that, that you're going to give up your own sanity, your own happiness, your own social life, your own friendships. You can't go out. You can't even do that shit. You don't have the luxury to do any anymore. Once that you're ready, when you think that you're ready, then we're going to take it into the next episode. So this episode was somewhat theoretical, mindset focused. I wanted to make the episodes really focus on practical tools. You know, we'll talk about anything from how to start a killer team. 
um, you know, how, how to raise capital, how to, where to find capital, how to really do that, how to find the right product. How do you know this product is going to sell? Um, what are the ways in which your, 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 your company become profitable? Like what are the different types of revenue streams that you can gain, whether it's franchising, whether it's, you know, selling your own business, maybe it's, you know, licensing something else. And we're going to talk all those things through so that at the end of this series that people feel really equipped and armed, like they have a general understanding of is entrepreneurship right for me? Yes or no, which you're going to get from this episode. And it's going to be a theme throughout this, this series. And then what do I do? How do I help? How the hell do I even start? If I'm just a random dude and I really think this is for me, what do I do? And that's that's what this episode and, and this series is going to be all about. Great. I'm motivated. Absolutely. Brady, thanks for coming on and adding value to us and to our listeners today. And once again, we look forward to uh, what this series is going to hold. So appreciate it, sir. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for uh, for the opportunity. And I look forward to... Uh, you know, the, rolling out the rest of the series, guys. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks again to Prady Tuari and thank you, CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth is like gold to us, so be sure to tell your friends and fam about our most humble yet completely fantastic show. Also remember to subscribe to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download all those shows that you love. And you can also download the show at the launching pad for all things Cerebral at thecepodcast.com. If you need to contact us, you can do so at cerebral at thecepodcast.com and you know we love the way you love us on the socials when in fact you do love us on the socials so until we meet again please remember to keep your brains warm out there see ya